This is Donna Skogland, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project, episode 117. This is part four of the four-part series of The Yoga of Emotion, based on my most popular workshop that I teach in person. And I wanted to bring all of that goodness to you on the podcast. Today is all about emotional empowerment, and I'm going to share a four-step process to shift from a challenging emotion to a more resourced one. And the tools that I'm gonna share with you today really allow you to feel more in control over how you feel and enable you to handle difficult emotions with more acceptance, self-compassion, kindness, and ultimately empower you to create the emotional state that you want, your desired emotional state. And most people feel like emotions just happen to them or are caused by things outside of them in the outside world and other people, which makes them feel like they are a victim to their feelings and are being kind of thrown around in their life by their emotions. But the truth is, you are always creating your emotions with your thoughts, whether you realize it or not. So the more you can actually understand your feelings, which is what we I've been talking about in these last four episodes, and the more you know how to manage them and process them and self-regulate, then you can approach your feelings and have a different relationship to your feelings in a way that actually strengthens your relationship with yourself and cultivates more overall self-compassion, kindness, and self-acceptance. So the four steps are number one, self-awareness, number two, processing, number three, curiosity, and number four, generating desired emotions. So I'm going to break down each one. So the first step is so important. You can't really do any of the rest without this first one, and that is awareness of the emotional state. Sometimes what happens is we're not even aware of the emotion because we're so habitually reacting to it that we just notice that all of a sudden our hand is like elbow deep in a bag of chips or we've pouring that glass of wine or whatever it is and we don't even realize why. So being able to notice you're experiencing an emotion is critical. And then, you know, if you're able to, it's really helpful to be able to identify the emotion, to be able to label it. And if that doesn't come easily, if you don't really, if you can't really put your finger on exactly what the feeling is, it can be helpful to look at a feelings list. And you can find these online, you can just Google feelings list, and it's helpful to kind of run your finger down that list and see what best is, you know, exemplifies the emotion that I'm feeling right now. It's not necessary. It is helpful for actually processing it and understanding it. But you can do all these steps without it. So there, with each of the four steps, I'm going to give you one question to ask yourself that will give your mind direction and help you know what to focus on. So for this first step, the question is simply, how do I feel? at this moment. And even asking yourself these self-reflective questions 
what it does is it puts you in the seat of the observer. You're no longer reacting, identifying, and being the experiencer of the emotion. Now you're the witness, the observer, the watcher, and that gives you distance and perspective. And from that place of, you know, watching, from that watcher mode, you're able to, first of all, just have, you feel a little bit more distance from the feeling, detach from it a little bit, but also be able to influence it. So once you're able to kind of notice you're feeling an emotion and ask yourself, how am I feeling? And maybe identify the name for that emotion. This is also about being willing to move towards the emotion. It's courageously opening up to it, saying yes to it, affirming it, allowing it, breathing into it, instead of what we normally do, which is resist, react, or try to push it away or ignore it or numb or escape from it. So in the previous episodes, when I talked about the three mistakes or the four mistakes, I talk about, you know, what these habitual ways of handling our emotions in unhealthy ways create so many more problems for us. So we don't want to do any of that. Instead, which is very counterintuitive, we want to move towards it instead of away. And this is this does not come naturally. It does not come easily because as humans, we want to move away from pain and discomfort and towards pleasure. But this step is actually about being willing to move towards the discomfort of a challenging emotion. And just that willingness actually empowers you. Just recognizing that I can move towards it. This is safe for me to observe how I'm feeling, to sit with how I'm feeling, to watch what I'm feeling, to investigate, to get curious, to understand. So after you can simply just be aware and notice and catch yourself in an, emo- in an emotion, the second step is what you actually do with it, and that is the processing. Now, processing means different things to different people, so I want to just clarify what it means to me. And for me, it is a way of moving through the emotion. We can also call this calming your nervous system or self-regulating. But this is about being fully present in the intensity of the immediacy of the experience of the emotion. In other words, this is about feeling the feeling. And the question that you want to ask yourself for this one is, what does this emotion feel like in my body? Now, this is not the only way to process an emotion. This is one way where it's a body awareness. It's basically doing a body scan and noticing different sensations and vibrations and putting your attention on where you feel the feelings in your body. And what this does is instead of focusing on the thoughts that are creating the emotions and creating new thoughts that perpetuate the emotional state, you're shifting your attention to your body. You're getting out of your head and into your body. And that switch allows you to stop the thoughts, stop the narrative, and then that it allows that 90 second wave of biochemicals to just move through you as you observe 
the feelings and sensations caused by those neurochemicals. So you are, again, you're in that observer mode. You're switching from thinker to observer. And so you don't perpetuate the feelings anymore. You just allow them to wash over you and you're not reacting to them. You're learning to deal with your emotions internally instead of using external things like food or alcohol or drugs or other forms of distraction that might cause more harm and negative results in your life. Now, I want to just give you a few other ways to do this if moving into your body does not feel safe for you. And this can be the case if you've suffered physical trauma or even intense emotional trauma that it's it's too much. It's too much for you to go inward. So there are things like EFT, which is tapping, that is extremely helpful. And because this is a podcast, it's a little bit harder to talk about this in an audio format because it's really best when you have a visual. So there's tons of resources online. You can Google EFT and find everything, anything and everything on tapping so you can see where the points are and the process is. I teach um, often like a, a very quick form of EFT called faster EFT. That's basically like an abbreviated version, but works just as effectively. So that is another way that you can work with the nervous system directly. And there are other forms as well. So even just Googling nervous system regulation, there's so many tools, so many, and it's really about finding some that work for you. So in the Pleasure Project program, I have a library of these tools and I teach them in the very beginning of the program. So you have them and you use them throughout the, not only the program, but for the rest of your life. So I'm, I'm not going to go into each one here, but if this kind of work is interesting to you, then I highly recommend that you get on the wait list for the next program, for the next Pleasure Project program opening, which will be in the new year. So the Whatever you do, again, it's a 90 second wave. So it's either focusing on what it feels like in your body or tapping or deep breaths or some other nervous system regulation technique that allows you to find a place of neutrality. So you go from a highly charged state to a more calm, neutral state. And this is really, really important because what the tendency is when we do this work is we want to, we have an uncomfortable emotion that we're experiencing and we want to get out of it as quickly as possible. So when we understand the concept that our thoughts create our feelings, we try to outthink our, our emotions. We just try to like think positive or chant affirmations, but we're not actually neutralizing the emotional state. So we're just layering on a positive thought on top of the challenging emotion. It doesn't always work. So it can feel like we're resisting the actual feeling. So not resisting it, but moving through it and actually tending to that feeling is a really, really critical piece. So do not step, do not forget this step. Do not skip over it because what will happen is that emotion will just come up again and again until you actually deal with it and and you process through it. The third step is curiosity. As humans, we are 
curious beings. We want to know why. And you you know, when we are doing this work, we want to understand why we feel the way we feel. And when we can get to the root cause of it, that can also help in a in basically changing the pattern. So the question that you're going to ask for this step is, why do I feel this emotion? And by asking yourself that question, you will uncover the thought that created it. Sometimes we're not aware of the thought. Sometimes the thought is unconscious. So we notice the anxiety or we notice the stress or we notice the irritability, but we don't necessarily know why. So when you do those first steps, awareness, moving towards it, tending to it, observing it in your body, then you can find out what is underneath that emotion. What is creating it? Where is this coming from? What is the thought, conscious or unconscious, that set this emotion off? So you want to replace criticism with curiosity. Sometimes we will bypass our emotions or we, you know, judge our emotions. We feel like we shouldn't feel the way we feel and we criticize ourselves. But instead of that, you just want to get curious. Why is this showing up for me? I have a whole podcast that goes deep into these first three steps, and it's called the inner listening practice. I will link that up in the show notes. And that really walks you through kind of step by step. So you can use this in real time if you're really like in that state. So I think, you know, our, our subconscious mind, which is where our emotions are coming from, they, our subconscious mind is always trying to protect us. Always. It always has our survival in mind, even if it's an outdated programming of our survival. So your brain is working hard to protect you. And it's really good to know that because sometimes we just feel like our brain is our, or our, our thoughts and our, our mind is our worst enemy, but it's really basically based on, you know, faulty beliefs. So we just want to understand why thoughts and feelings are showing up and then we can start to question it. So it's helpful to just know and and to tell yourself that, you know, it's it's not a problem that you have certain thoughts or feelings. And instead, think of it as messengers and they're trying to get your attention, so give them that attention, give your body, your brain, what it needs so that you can get to the the root of it, figure out what needs to shift here. So your thoughts are the reason what, you know, your, your brain gets programmed by your environment, by your input, by everything that you have ever watched, heard, seen, read, and it goes right into your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind basically creates patterns and integrates this information and files it away. And then it, you know, basically we just have these thoughts that come from that. So our thoughts are involuntary most of the time. We don't have control over the thoughts that pop into our head, which creates, you know, the feelings that we don't necessarily always want to be experiencing. But once we can do this work, we can actually look at it and look at it from a very non-judgmental accepting, curious place, then we have the ability to influence it and change it. So the fourth step is 
generating the emotions that you want to feel. And again, I'm just going to emphasize that it's really important that you go in this order because we always want to skip to just feeling how we want to feel. Like, how do I just create the better feeling? But you have to, the, the fastest way there is through. So you have to go through the unpleasant emotion to get to the one that you actually want. So once you have done that, once you've truly neutralized the feeling and you've gotten curious about why it's showing up, then you can ask yourself, okay, how do I want to feel? And so through the curiosity, you can find out, you know, what is the circumstance that you're thinking about? What are, what is the thing that you're creating meaning from? Or what is the perspective that you currently have that maybe you want to see, look at it at the situation or the circumstance from a different perspective and have a different thought about it. So you can think about how do I want to feel about the situation, about this thing. And then once you have identified the feeling, there's a few different ways that you can generate it. So one is with your thoughts. You can think about, okay, what do I need to think to create that feeling? And your mind will offer you some thoughts. And it's really important that you try them on, like you're trying on clothes, try on the thought, think the thought, does it create the feeling? Did it work? Yes, great, no, what's a different thought? What else could you think? That is one way, but I find a faster way is simply to imagine what it would be like to feel that feeling. Sometimes we can, I can do that, you know, just imagining what it'd be like, or Another way to do it is what I call the copy and paste method. So you think about a time in your life where you did feel that feeling. Say you want to feel confident. So you go in your memory bank and you think about when was the last time I felt confident? And you go back to that memory and then you bring yourself back to that place and you put that feeling on and then you paste it onto this new situation. So... Those are a few different ways you can generate an emotion, but you can also use your body to generate feeling states. So if we just take confidence again, you can think about there's a universal posture of confidence. It's like your chest is lifted, your chin is lifted, your shoulders are back, your spine is tall, your hips are back, your feet are you know apart, you have a strong, stable stance, so you can put a, bot, a shape into your body, you can shape shift to state shift, and that will change the, you know, our energy and our feeling. Sometimes just shaking, shaking it off, shaking it off can like help shake off the old feeling. That's, I would even say that we would put that more in like step two of, of releasing and, and neutralizing a feeling, but even just moving your body in a certain way, you can kind of loosen things up, deep breaths, go outside, change your environment, change your clothes. That's something called enclothed cognition. What you wear can change how you feel emotionally and mentally. So these are a few different ways that you can generate your desired emotion. But what's important to know here is that you can change your emotional state if you decide that you want to. Sometimes we don't want to. Sometimes we actually want to feel bad. Sometimes we want to feel angry or we want to feel sad or we want to feel grief or we want to feel whatever, frustrated. So, cause I can, I, sometimes I see that my clients, they actually don't really want to change the state. They want to feel how they want to feel. And that's perfectly fine. You 
decide. But if you genuinely want to feel differently, know that if you can move through the current feeling, neutralize it, and then access the resource state, there's, that is possible. And then there are ways that we can create habits out of these emotional states. So an emotional state can be practiced until it becomes a neural trait. And I'm doing this in my morning meditations where I'm generating certain emotional states and I'm sitting in them and I'm really focusing on them and I'm feeling them. And this kind of work over time literally changes your brain. And we're also doing this kind of work in the Pleasure Project program, different neuroplasticity practices that increase the amount of happiness we experience, the amount of positivity, the amount of confidence. So you can build new emotional habits, which is so fun that we have this capacity to change our brain using neuroplasticity. So these are the four steps. Number one, self-awareness. Number two, processing and moving through the current feeling. Number three, getting curious, finding the cause of the feeling. And number four, generating the desired emotion. And this concludes the four-part process, the four parts series of the yoga of emotion. I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear your questions, your takeaways. And if you want to master this work and work with a group, I highly encourage you to get on the wait list for the Pleasure Project program. We are having so much fun. The, the group is amazing. The community is strong. People are getting so much from watching other people get coached and learning these tools and applying them to their lives. And the results have been amazing. So get on the wait list. And that wait list includes weekly emails that you will get that will just help you get a taste of what is inside the program. And you will be the first to be notified when the doors open. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out and I will talk to you soon.